1: This is Corey Willis with PVI, and you're listening to The Diesel Podcast. I'm Adam Blattenberg from Diesel World.
0: This is Dan, owner of Dan's Diesel Performance. I'm Braden Fleece, and you're listening to The Diesel
1: Podcast. What is going on, Diesel Nation? We're excited to have you guys with us today on The Diesel Podcast. This episode is going to be about a listener. He emailed into us recently and said, hey, I've got this 1998 12-valve. It was my grandfather's. I've always loved this truck and I went through a restoration process with it. Did a lot of body work, did some performance upgrades to it. So we're going to chat with him today and learn more about what that process was like and then any tips that he would give for any, any of you out there that are thinking about restoring an older truck and are looking for ways to get the work done, save some money, or find the right parts. That you need to replace so we're really excited to chat with him today and something that's going to come up you know on the podcast besides you know bodywork and paint and things like that is going to be you know the mechanical side or things with the engine and the transmission and there's partners that we have on the podcast that have a whole bunch of upgrades they don't have to be you know like a race truck build it could just be for a daily driver bd diesel has a ton of different upgrades for 12 valves and newer trucks as well and they have a new website which is Really easy to navigate, so we want to encourage you guys to go to us.bddiesel.com, and you can search by your year-and-make truck. So if you're looking for a manifold or a turbo or injectors or transmission parts, whatever it might be, they've got them there as well. And you know, as we get into upgrading a truck, usually you know, wheels and tires are part of it, and we're usually going larger with them. We've had Nitro Gear on the podcast a few times to talk about the importance of regearing your vehicle to be able to have that response and that that the side of it with daily driving and towing that we can almost overlook a little bit with power upgrades but re-gearing the truck getting it back to to where it needs to be for rpm and efficiency can do a lot not just for the fun of driving but also fuel economy and taking some strain off the transmission so we want to encourage you guys to go to nitro-gear.com check out what they've got for your older diesel truck your brand new one if you have any questions, let them know. They're very knowledgeable and helpful when it comes to, you know, what kind of gear ratio do you need for your use and tire size. All right, let's get to the podcast with Aaron and learn more about this 12-valve restoration. Aaron, welcome to the Diesel Podcast. I'm, I was really excited when you emailed us and said, hey, I've got this really cool 12-valve second-gen restoration and, and all the things you've done to us. I know our audience is going to love hearing about the truck and, and all the work that you did to it.
0: Yeah, definitely. Thanks for thanks for uh, having me. I'm... I'm excited.
1: Tell us a little bit about the truck, the history on it. Um,
0: so back in 98, um, my grandfather owned a small machine shop. Um, they did a lot of parts for airplanes and small specialty stuff like that. Um, business was pretty good, and he was in the market for a new truck. Um, my mom was actually the accountant for the company at the time. So he decided one day he went out and he picked up, uh, at the time it was a 98 Ram, 2,500, uh, SLT Laramie fully loaded, uh, 12 L and he brought it back and my mom was less than pleased that he, uh, money on that because at the time, I mean, I still had the window sticker. It was, uh, 28 and some change. And, you know, at the time that was, that was a lot of money and, uh, she wasn't really happy about it, but um, I loved it. I was eight years old at the time. I loved everything about it. I think just because it was loud and it was big, and um, so I mean, it was it was cool. He brought it over. The day he bought it, and I told my mom. I said, "Mom, I'm going you to know, own that truck one day." And she kind of, you know, typical mom response. She chuckled. She's like, "Oh, I'm sure you will." And uh, so. Every once in a while, she would she'd drop me off in school in it, and that was always you know pretty exciting getting dropped off in that because I, I loved that truck. Um, my grandpa had been struggling with Parkinson's for about 10 years at that time, and right around 2007, um, it got to a point where he couldn't really get in and out of the truck anymore, and it was hard for him to drive. So... He sold it to my uncle, who lives actually right down the street from me. And he bought it, and he drove it for a while. He he's the one that put a majority of the miles on it, uh, traveling for work. Um, so he enjoyed it for a little while. He kept it kept it pretty clean. I mean, maintenance-wise, he was he's always been good about maintenance on vehicles, so he kept up on that. Um, and then it was about. I would tell end of September 2011, he had called me because he knew. I mean, I drove the truck when he owned it. I drove it as much as I could, um, so he knew I wanted it. So he called me and said, "Hey, you know, I'm gonna, I'm going to look at a new truck tomorrow, and I'm gonna put this truck up for sale by the road." And he said, "You know, I'll, I'll give you a heck of a deal on it if you, if you want first dibs on it." And I, absolutely. So down to the bank I went and. At the time, I didn't have credit history. I mean, I was 18 or 19 years old, so I had my dad co sign for me. I made the payments on it and all that stuff, but I had to have a co-signer. But that's kind of where it started That's when I bought it.
1: It'd be so cool to go in a time machine back and buy a 12-valve brand new off the lot for 28 and then bring it <laughs> to 2019 with the price of trucks now. <laughs> yeah, and
0: a, a fully loaded truck. I mean, leather interior, I mean, he didn't. I mean, he got every every available option that year he got in that truck, so it was, you know, fully loaded. It was an expensive truck back then. I think the, uh, I believe the engine option was, uh, I want to say $3,800. I wish I would have grabbed the window sticker. I know I have it. But I think, yeah, I think the 12-valve, the diesel upgrade, was right around four grand at the time
1: it was really cool seeing the pictures that you sent in your, in your email. And, you know, of course, you you know, just with time and and with winters and things that are put on the roads, you know, any truck's going to, going to take some, some, you know, road wear. And I wanted to ask you, you know, when you got the truck, what were some things that you needed to needed or wanted to address with, you know, the body or, you know, any other parts of the truck?
0: Um, When I bought the truck from my uncle, Um, It was in pretty decent shape. He he put some running boards on it. Um, The front portion of the running board kind of went up the fender a little bit. So when I pulled the running boards off, there was some rust behind there. Um, I was able to kind of clean it up, paint it up a little bit, and he didn't really notice it. A couple weeks after owning it, I mean, it kind of snowballed there for a little bit. Luckily, he had had about a week before I bought the truck from, and he was on a trip up north, and the transmission went out, so it had fresh trans in it when I bought it. Um, but a couple weeks later, I mean, I noticed a lot of stuff that still had the factory radiator in it that sprung a leak, so I got a radiator, and then uh, shortly after that, I got complete front end build. I mean, pads, rotors, calipers, tie rods, ball joints, you joints I mean, the whole nine yards, the whole front end was gone through. Um, but other than that, I really didn't uh, didn't have a ton of issues with it. I think the last real issue I had with it was the fuel preheater plug, which is known to get a hole in it and start sucking air. Um, that gave me a fit, so I got rid of that. And then after that, I mean, I drove it drove it quite a while and it didn't really, other than regular maintenance, oil changes, stuff like that. I didn't really put a whole lot of money into it.
1: I noticed that the the truck was originally silver. Yep. Right. And silver. And then you did some body work too. And I wanted to ask you what, what all went into, you know, the, the body work, the, the color change and, and the, you know, the time and the effort that you put in on the, on that side.
0: Yeah. So it would have been, I think I drove it about two, two and a half years. Um, I tried to keep it as clean as I could. I mean, during the winter I would wash it as much as I could, but I mean, Michigan salt, I mean, there's only so much you can do. So after a couple years, it started getting pretty rough, and I had a decent job at the time, so I decided, you know, I'm going to pick up a little winter winter beater, and I'm going to park this. A really good friend of mine has a a nice pole barn, heated pole barn, and he's like, hey, man, you're more than welcome to keep it in here. We don't really use the barn very much. He's like, you can work on it. You know, do what you got to do. So I believe it was... I went to say November November or December of 2013. I parked it in the barn and Mm -hmm. had every intention of having the body replaced, painted, all the stuff done by the following spring and come to find out that was an impossible deadline. Um, it into the truck some more, um, got the bed off, but the bed was basically junk at that point. I knew I had to find a new bed. but it really started getting kind of bad when I started pulling the interior out. I pulled the carpet up, and it had holes in the floorboards and you know really starting to kind of go over it and it had a lot more rust than I thought it did and so it spent i would say the better part of almost three years it spent in that barn, and every spare dollar every spare minute that I could, I was out working on it so 3, 4 o'clock in the morning and going to work the next day. Um, yeah, it ended up, uh, I found a bed down in Ohio, um, so I shot down there, picked that up, it was our new primer, ready to go, super, super clean. Um, I ended up doing the inner and outer rocker panels both sides, the uh, cab corners got redone both sides, uh, like I said, the floors had to be patched in a few spots. Um, It's a quad cab truck, so all four doors were replaced. Uh, Both front fenders were replaced. And I think the only factory panel on that truck is the hood and about 90% of the cab. But everything else has been replaced. The frame was stripped and painted. Um, So it was was quite the process. I mean, like I said, it sat in there about three years, and I think it was around June or July of 2016 is when it finally... Got to a point where I was able to roll the truck outside, get a coat of primer on everything, do a little bit of finish bodywork to it, and then I got some paint put on it, and on the road it went.
1: With all the the bodywork, did you have a background in that kind of work, or help, or or how did you how did you bring all that together?
0: Me personally, I had zero experience with bodywork, and it was very very daunting at first. I mean, when it came to you know, replacing the fenders, that was no big deal. You unbolt the old ones, throw the new ones on. Same thing with the bed. But when it came to, you know, cutting the rocker panels out, making sure you're cutting in the right spot and, you know, using your weld-through primer on certain areas, stuff like that. Um, luckily, a very, very close friend of mine went to high school with him and his dad owned a uh, local body shop. So he was out quite a bit giving me a hand with that stuff. Um and then another friend of mine, same thing, he had a, a pretty decent background in auto body, so he was huge help. But before I did my truck, I had never done any kind of body work, so it was definitely an experience overall. But I'm glad that I did it, and I can say that I did it myself with a little bit of help because I saved, I mean, a ton of money, and it was it was a learning experience for sure.
1: For someone out there that has a similar vehicle and it could be a gm or ford you know or dodge and you know they're they're listening like i have this truck you know too and it's kind of facing the same sort of things what tips would you give them before they jump into restoring it and doing body work and paint work and things like that if if i
0: were to do this truck again i probably would have gone down south and found a like a blown up 1,500 truck that had a clean body on it and just done a complete body swap just because I probably could have saved myself some money and saved myself a lot of time. Um, but, you know, parts parts are still available. You can find stuff down south or, you know, um, a good friend of mine, the Doors, those came from Texas. Um, so if you do your looking around, you can definitely find the parts pretty cheap. Um, Obviously, things you're not going to find that you're not going to be able to reuse are like rocker panels and cab corners and stuff. Those you'll have to get from the LNC truck. I got my rocker panels and cab corners through them. Um, So there is, you know, there are parts out there for these trucks. They are definitely getting harder and harder to find, Um, but I would say take your time. Um, I mean, try and find some people that will give you a hand. Um, whether it be with the body work or, you know, just give you a stuff like that. Definitely good to have somebody that knows body work when you're trying to get into something like this.
1: I imagine that could be something that's, that, that is intimidating. You know, if I think about myself, I have no background in it. I'd be intimidated, you know, looking at a truck, like, where do I start? What do I do? You know, uh, right. and, and I just wouldn't know. But imagine there's a lot of money that could either be spent or saved in that part of, you know the truck and and i think you know the next part of it is you know we're it's a diesel podcast talking about diesels and you got that 12 valve cummins there and to transition a little bit you know the motor you mentioned it was maintained and, and and that was good but as far as in the process of building this truck did you want to do power upgrades get a little bit more performance out of it or what what were your goals and, and plans for the engine side
0: Uh, there, was, there was a point where I kind of had some of the engine stuff tore off in preparation for, like, a bigger turbo and stuff like that. Yeah. And then there was kind of a point where part of me wanted to make it, like, a weekend toy, take it to the track. Um, but then I kind of realized, I'm like, oh, God, I'm doing, you know, all this work to this truck. I want to drive it. I want to enjoy it, you know. Um so I kind of went that route. I do, I daily drive the truck. Um, so in the middle of things, um, it got, a good friend of mine had a, uh, an old three piece ATS T4 manifold laying around. I uh, picked that up from him. And then I got a pretty good deal on a board Warner. It was a 648390. Um, so that went on there, which I would later regret. Um, but that made its way on there. You know, I did five-inch exhaust, which isn't really, I wouldn't say, a performance upgrade, but... Um,
1: it has the sound, though.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely, yeah. Um, the truck had previously, I had done a real small set of injectors. I think they were like a 5x12 or a 5x10, maybe. Um, so I jumped up to some ducky fuel injection, 5x14s, um, and then I did a set of 7mm delivery valves in the pump at the same time. And during the restoration, I mean, that was pretty much all the performance stuff um, that I did to it. I mean, it really, until about a year and a half later, I really started kind of matching with it a little more. But yeah, that was, that was about all I did to it when I had a part.
1: As far as the, the power and torque that it's at, where what's the power range that it's in right now?
0: Um, last time it was on the dyno, it had the same injector setup, same delivery valve setup, but it had a 60. oh geez, what was that? 688390 on it, uh, billet wheel turbo, and kind of a crappy dyno run. My lockup switch wasn't cooperating that day, so we did, on a load cell dyno, it ended up being a, a dyno pull and overdrive, which doesn't really give you accurate readings I guess um, but it did uh, 505 horsepower and 1167 foot pounds of torque um, and it's I mean it's it's a blast drive I mean it was it was fun with that 64 on there it was fun um, but it was lazy and it really I wish I would have done a little more research and gotten something a little better that would have flowed a little better. I mean, that 64 kind of choked out up top, but for the most part, I mean, it ran good. It was fun. It ran clean. It wasn't, you know, your typical smoky 12 valve. Um, It was just an all-around really, really fun, reliable daily driver.
1: I think that's really the kind of the sweet spot of diesel performance for a lot of us and our listeners is, you know, something that's fun to drive, but you're using it every day, you know, whether it's towing or hauling or just, you know, driving back and forth and and being able to have a little fun with it. And you had mentioned, like, with the turbo setup, maybe being a little slow and, you know, looking forward, what are some other upgrades or changes you're thinking of doing for, you know, the power and the, the daily driving experience?
0: Um. You know, honestly, right now the truck has the same injectors, the same 5x14s and 7mm delivery valves. Um haven't changed those out. Um, I actually went to, after I had the 468 on there, I had gone to a full manual valve on the trans, which helped tremendously driving around town. Um, but it was still, you know, daily driving and stuff like that, it was still kind of on the lazy side, trying to, you know, pass somebody at 40. 45, miles an hour, it still took a little while, so I ended up uh, putting a, just a stock HE-351 on there, and it's been the most fun turbo setup that that truck's had. It's super responsive, runs super clean, I mean, the power's right there. Um, I'm hoping it's still somewhere around the 500 horse mark, I'm not sure. Um, but I think future, if I were to do something, I would probably do, I don't know, either a 472 or a 475 with that 351. If I could see, you know, in the future at some point, if I could see 600 horse out of the truck, I'd be super happy. I mean, it's a 320,000 mile truck. It still runs. It still has factory head yeah, gasket, factory head bolts. They've not been retorqued. So it's been very, very good to me.
1: I think that's one of the one of the things that draws, you know, Cummins fans in, especially when we think of twelve valves, you know, and even common rails are kind of the same way in a sense is you can have that you know, that five fifty to six hundred and fifty horsepower truck that it's it's clean, it's reliable still, and you can use it whether you got a trailer, you know, that you're that you're pulling or just driving and kind of get the best of both worlds. That's what's so cool about these second gen 12 valve trucks. And and when I saw, you know, the before and after pictures of it and just the story behind it, I'm like, this is really cool. And we've got to, we got to check. There's a lot of diesel fans out there that, that have either done this or they're thinking about doing it and they just don't know how to approach, you know, the body work or how do I find the truck or what are some ways I can, you know, save some money, you know, during the process and, and just have those older, reliable, simpler diesel trucks.
0: Right. I mean, I, I kind of look back at it now and, you know, the money that I put into this truck, I mean, I could have put, I could have either bought, you know, a pretty nice third gen or put a hefty down payment on a new truck, but it's an old truck, it's, you know, it's never let me down, it starts every single day, and plus it's, you know, sentimental value is something that I could never, never replace, so... um My next truck, I mean, I I will always keep this truck. We have a a nine-year-old little girl. um, She already loves the diesel stuff. I mean, we'll sit down and watch diesel videos, and she just, she loves it. She loves riding in my truck. So maybe one day it'll be her first truck, I don't know. But, you know, one day I'm sure I will buy a newer truck. But for now, this is something that, if it breaks, it's, you know, for the most part, it's cheap to fix. And it's just, it's been fun.
1: the aftermarket supports there as well with engine transmission parts, anything, you know, that with the powertrain that could happen, there's still, there's still a lot of, a lot of parts and a lot of the trucks that are on the road. So it's not like some of the older models where, you know, it can be tough or you need custom parts built and things like that. So I think that that definitely helps as well as far as, you know, if something does happen with the head or the engine or injectors or the injection pump or, you know, the turbo choices are endless and everything else with it. So it it's uh it's one of my favorite trucks and, and something that they're they're hard to find. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. But I think like a build like yours is so cool because you did so much of the work yourself and, and you know you know the ins and outs of it and the sentimental value and and you, you can't go buy a new one. You know, you can't it's just not possible. So we got to hold on to these and and restore them and and keep them running.
0: Yeah. And if, if I got to do it again, I'll do it again. But like I said, this time it's going to get, it'll get a whole body slot from, from down South. Um, Clean the frame up and repaint that again. But I, I don't know if I could ever get rid of the truck,
1: to be honest. Yeah. We've heard that from a a few different guests we've had on that, that, uh, that have done, restorations one was with a first gen and it was there was a connection he had to it it was you know a truck that he had when he was younger and sold and and wanted to get another one and i think that's what makes the diesel community and and like doing podcast episodes like this so important and special is there's an emotional connection to them whether it's a race truck or whether it's the actual truck itself or the stories behind it that's what's so cool and i think why you know people like yourself are so passionate about the trucks and and being able to restore maintain and then you know pass them down
0: yeah no it's i think i mean some people might think different i mean i i think an older restored truck is a lot cooler than like a new truck that somebody's you know put wheels on put a lift kit on something like that i mean i can respect it but somebody that takes the time to uh you know tear down a truck and completely rebuild it from basically ground up from nothing i mean that's i think that's really cool
1: we hear that a lot you know when we think about like know, go go drive by a ram dealership right now and there's going to be 30 or 40 or 50 three-quarter one-ton trucks there and you know they they do have a lot of technology and a lot of really cool things with them but when you see something that's 15 20 25 years old That is clean, restored, clean paint. It's just you want to ask questions. You want to say, "Well, how'd you get it like this?" or "What's the story behind it?" And it's like we have to, we have to ask and find out more.
0: Yeah, that I mean, that happens a lot. I get people. I mean, we'll go grocery shopping, and I'll come out, and somebody be like, "Hey, man, that's you know really nice truck. Is that you know what they had done to it?" And I kind of give them the little you know short story. You know, my grandpa owned it new, and I I restored it, and um, I think a lot of people can respect that I took a lot of time and a lot of money to make something nice again, versus just saying, "Ah, this thing's you know too far gone. I'm just going to go out and buy a new truck."
1: For sure, yeah, that's that's something that, uh, that that grabbed our attention when 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 you know we saw the before and after. And before, I mean, it was it, w- it was a nice truck, and but what you've done to it and all the effort you put in. It's really cool to learn about now for anyone that's listening and they you know, want to see pictures or maybe they have questions. Do you have a, like an Instagram page or something like that where people can go follow you and check out the truck? Maybe ask you questions.
0: Yeah. Uh, my Instagram page is you'll find it at Aaron, which is a A R O N underscore Kennedy underscore one nine nine zero. That's my Instagram page. Um, I also have Facebook, uh, Aaron Kennedy. I'm not super active on Facebook anymore, but Instagram's definitely. I try and post, you know, a picture a day or a picture every other day. Um, yeah, it's it's been quite the journey with this truck.
1: We'll make sure and, and tag you on Instagram when we when we post the episode that so that way any of our followers that see it they can just click right over, check out the truck, and I'm sure there's dozens and dozens of questions someone you know in a similar position has for you but we really appreciate you emailing us telling us the story of it and then sitting down with us today to to go in more depth about the truck and the build process
0: yeah definitely i I enjoyed it thank you for uh thanks for having me it's been been real fun
1: don't forget diesel fans make sure and head on over to us.bddiesel.com if you're looking to upgrade different parts on your 12 valve or your brand new truck they've got a ton of different things with hard parts transmissions and even electronics. And also if you're you've already done the restoration, you just done the wheel and tire package and you want to get that response back that you had, you know, with smaller tires, check out nitro-gear.com. We've got complete gear packages and can answer questions for you as well if you're unsure of what gear ratio to use in your truck. Till next time, keep the shiny side up.